0: Hello! Yay, you're back! I'm excited you're here. My name is Vasti. This podcast is named Don't Take My Word For It, where we encourage each other, motivate each other, and challenge each other to grow and be better in our Christian walk. Specifically speaking, we want to focus on, or I want to focus on, motivating you to study the word personally. And that might look a lot of different ways, and you can be creative with it, and it doesn't have to be complicated or long. As long as you're making an effort to study yourself and not just listen to somebody else say stuff. And so don't take my word for it or anybody else's word for it. But do your own study. Um, Today is going to be a longer episode. So forewarning, you may have to listen to this in a few different occasions to hear the whole thing. Uh, I've prayed about it, done my best to organize this in a way that makes sense and is um, helpful to you. Uh, but there's a lot that I need to say, and I'm just going to trust that God's going to speak to you in the way that he wants to speak to you. And so with that, I want to ask you to take a second, before you continue to listen to this, um, to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to direct you to, to the words of my mouth to work in a way that's very personal to you and to connect with you. Because I can't humanly do that, but I trust that if I put my my best effort God can do things that I can't fathom and so he's a very personal God and he can use my personal experience to connect with you and the problems that you might be having because this one might start sounding like it's a little bleak but at the end you'll have a lot of tools that I have used that have helped me that will hopefully help you um, manage through either a problem or a trial in your life so do that now take a second and pray let's get right to it i've mentioned a couple of times already that i'm i've been going through something medically speaking or with my health so what is it the best way i can describe it is i have something termed uveitis uveitis is a term to describe when there is an inflammation that is inc- occurring in the eye. It can be in the back, in the middle, or the front. I don't know which one I have, but I know I have it. The symptoms that come with it are a few. Um, there's blurry vision. Uh, it's not always really bad, but I've, I've noticed that my normal prescription glasses don't seem to work the same way they did before on a good day. Um, so if I it's a good day and I can read a little bit or look at something on my phone if, uh, a few minutes later, I look far away, everything is blurry. And that didn't used to happen to me before. Um, sometimes everything in general just looks a little fuzzy. Um, at times, uh, it can look like in the 90s movies when there was a dream that everything's sort of foggy. (laughs) It can look like that. Um, and what else uh so i i also have a big problem when it comes to photosensitivity or photophobia so i get pain when i'm exposed to light and it not only causes an aversion like sometimes if if the inflammation is really bad um it can, it's almost like your eyes want to, they're always squinting, they want to be closed, they can't handle, they can't handle the light, they can't handle focusing, it's, it's It's almost like the physical part of when you're really, really tired, but your body's not tired, it's just your eyes. Um, and there's also pain involved with that, and it can trigger migraines, very severe migraines, um, and there are other symptoms that come along with it that are really the ones I don't like. Dizziness and and uh, vertigo, if I'm exposed to light, can be triggered. And I don't know how that works, but it happens. And in particular for me, those are the worst things and the things that I try to avoid. Because that induces a panic reaction in me. Because I am very fearful of that. And I am trying to work on managing that but uh the, normally uh, I would not react very well uh you know that doesn't feel good for anybody but for me if if I have sensations of um you know spinning or of uh just uh you know dizziness in general My body has always been very reactive to that stuff, and so I'll get nausea and sickness for a very prolonged period of time, even if it's just a few seconds of that sensation. Whereas for other people, maybe you have to feel that way for a few minutes um, to feel sick. For me, it's almost immediately, and it lasts a long time. And I don't know. I just have that problem of extreme fear. And I would say this is the the worst part of everything I've gone through is that I have had to handle that when it comes. Um, And it's been very short. But again, I've... I just... I have to learn how to manage it. And it's been hard. Um, And you might say, you know, that all doesn't sound that that bad. No, there's other symptoms that aren't too severe like... I think I said it already, you know, pain in other parts of my body, or my, my head might feel really strange, like it's been hit by something, and, and it's swollen, and it just feels really weird. I might have visual disturbances, like uh, flickering, that's not really happening, um, and that's not always, of course, this is all varied. I can have it one day and not have it for three weeks, I, I don't know, it's just random. I could see colors that aren't really there sometimes. Uh, it's, sometimes it looks like there's a little bit of snow, but there's no snow <laughs> because I'm inside my house. And it's summer. Uh, so it's just a lot of weird things that can scare you if you're not used to them. Um, so what have we done to fix it? Okay, well normally when I get something like this, you take uh what is called a steroid in the form of an eye drop and you use that for a few days and it takes care of it. I've had that happen maybe three times in the past and every time I use that treatment it works. This time when I had the first symptoms in July of 2022 I did a round of that and it didn't work. And then we did a longer round of things and halfway through it we I talked to my eye doctor and he said you know this isn't normal. You need to talk to your your main doctor because I my expertise stops here. I don't know what to do with this. There's another problem that's happening here and we don't know what it is. And this commends my journey um, into discovering what the problem is. And again, to explain the implication here is I can't go out in the sunlight, which means I can't drive, which means I can't have a normal job. I can't have indoor lighting. Like I can't deal with lights very much Uh, so that means yeah if I have to use the bathroom I have to either leave the door open or have a nightlight very dimly lit and I've had to adapt to that if um, you know I've had to cover my skylights and some windows so that it's not always that bright in here and that I can manage inside my own home Um, I've had to wear sunglasses inside my house if you can believe that um that's on a on a good day. There have been bad days where I have had to stay in my room for hours on end without being able to you know, I can't see TV. I I can if I it's a good day, I can handle the computer or reading uh for maybe a few minutes, but not continuously. Um if I push it, I'll just be sick for a few hours afterwards. Um if it's really bad, I'll just have to lay down and I can't watch anything. Sometimes I can't even... It's it's hard to look at my phone and find something to entertain myself. So that I can just be. <laughs> and so what I'm getting at is that prolonged darkness. Uh, no answers. I've gotten a bunch of tests. I've seen a bunch of specialists. Um... We've tested for some of the bigger, more dangerous things that we thought maybe I could have. Thankfully, I don't have those things as far as we can tell. No tumors, no, you know, multiple sclerosis as far as we can tell, no lupus, and a lot of other things we looked for. Um and at first that frustrated me because I was exercising my faith. Uh, you know, I did a lot of things in faith at the beginning. And I mean, not that I'm not doing it now, but I'm saying I, I didn't think it was going to last long. I was like, surely by December, I'll be fine. God, this can't last that long. It's never lasted that long. Ha ha. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I got some classes to, you know, polish my CV and my resume and my LinkedIn because I was going to go out there and find a new job and just, you know. This isn't going to last that long, so I'll just prep in, in the meantime. But I wasn't able to do that because my vision was having trouble. And I realized I'm, I was not going to be reliable. And it wasn't going to look good on me. So I stopped that. I tried to apply. Uh, I start, I tried to get to a Bible studies in person. And, you know, I, I signed up for them. And when the time came, I just couldn't get to them because it was too bright to drive the times they were having it and even if somebody could have driven me there I couldn't handle the lights in the rooms and so I had a lot of failed (laughs) attempts and at this point not having answers or saying no you don't have this even though I should have been grateful for that started to look like Then what the heck do I have? Because people keep telling me I'm fine, but I don't feel fine. And it's been months and nothing is happening. And, you know, ungratefulness started seeping in. Um, My logic kept trying to trick me into, you know, if God can take care of this, why is he making me endure? I know he can take care of it. Why isn't he taking it away? Um, And a lot of other things that come to my mind, which I'll talk about in a bit. You better connect with you guys. I want to share some of the common issues that have surfaced as I have gone through this very long ordeal. <laughs> because for context uh because timelines can be weird when you listen to podcasts you may be listening now and it's it may be months from when this happened but right now as I am recording this it is May 30th of 2023 this problem started July 18 of 2022 so close to a year oh what a wonderful time let's talk about the issues so so what's come up in my uh, uh wonderful dark <laughs> journey as a vampire and a mole um uh it's uh one of the common thoughts i've had is i am tired of this <laughs> Uh, I'm tired of this anxiety. I'm tired of the darkness. I'm tired of the situation. I'm tired of not having answers. I'm tired of waiting. Uh, Fill in the blank um, for your own (laughs) situation. Anxiety because I have to constantly gauge. Can I read for a long time? If I'm reading and I feel weird, how much longer can I do it without being sick for the Next six hours and not being able to do anything, hmm. Uh, and that constantly uh, having to overthink should I take this for this? I know I shouldn't be taking as many medicines for these pains, but um, if I don't, I'm gonna have an awful n- whole day. And if I use some of the other stuff, then uh, I might not have enough for a time when I do, you know, it's just this constant overthinking of what should you do and and and. Should you really push it and uh, waking up every day, testing out whether something's going to be bad or not. And having that dread when when it's constantly bad and you don't have a good day for a long period of time. And and you wake up and you already know it's going to be a bad day. And that dread of having to push through again. It gets old. Um so let's connect through that. If you're going through something and you're having those thoughts, you are not alone. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the club. Um, I'm sorry you're in it with me. Uh, there's other issues that I have felt. I'm trying to do this lightheartedly because I want to encourage you. Um, another thought I've had is I I don't want to be the burden or limiter in my relationships. And What I mean by that is with... And I don't think that happens in all instances, but when it's health related or money related or like addictions or something like that, you have certain needs that other people don't and you become a burden to them and you know it, but uh, you need help. (laughs) And so... Uh, if people have to constantly adapt for you, like for me, I, everybody that wants to spend time with me has to deal with the fact that I have to work in dim lighting for the most part. Um, uh, very rarely can I go to a place and just be a few hours. Even with my two sunglasses on and taking measures, I I just won't feel well after uh, after a little bit, even with precautions. Um, And so that means that if people want to eat with me or you know visit me or something they have to be in the dark and so the person's closest to me get really affected like my husband has had to adapt his whole life and the way he moves around the house because everything's dark and no throughout the day it's fine but in the evening when I can't have a light on um and there's just like a night light or two I can see because I've adapted but he can't and it can get to a point where you feel guilty because you know you're being a burden and you're changing somebody else's pattern and you don't like that feeling because you used to be independent and you used to be able to do things this might apply to money too like if if you're struggling right now you might have to depend on people and ask for help and you don't want to and I understand that Um, so I wanted to connect through that uh, oh this is a big one with praying and trying to surrender all of this to the Lord, one big question that came up to me and I was so afraid of was, uh, I, I trust that you can take care of this. But then came the second piece of saying, your will be done. And that's the part I was afraid of. And I shouldn't have been, and we'll talk a little bit about more of that later. But inherently, when something isn't in my control, it's a f- it's fearful, right? Because what if God's will for me is to forever be sick? I don't want that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, If I pray that I am subjecting myself that maybe your weird plan in some holy way that I don't understand is that I'm going to be sick forever. I don't want that plan. So it took me a long time to say even if that is what happens which most likely won't be what happens but even if like shadrach meshach and abednego say even if the lord doesn't deliver us it's okay um i don't remember what words exactly they said but uh you know uh, god has god has plans for goodness for us and we did it. that may not make sense and it didn't make sense for me uh sometimes it doesn't and i choose to in faith believe anyway uh, so I wonder if you're asking yourself if this problem will last forever for you or how long will it go on because you can't take it one more minute I get it I understand another thought that you may be having that I have had is if you can take care of this why is it still here? <laughs> um, that comes with the impatience, right? Um, right now I don't have issue with that. But for the first four or five months, I did. Um, Because I continued to have faith. And what I expected to happen wasn't happening. And... uh, It is a version of faith that you can have. But it's not biblical faith. Because... Your expectations don't matter. (laughs) Um... I don't mean that to hurt you or to make you angry. Um I'm just trying to be as realistic as I can based on my experience. Um God uh, you can't question God's care. God does care for you, but things he deals with things in a way that we don't understand. His timing is weird. We don't like suffering, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that when I get to the verses that have helped me. So please get to that part, because if not, this will sound incomplete. And like I'm saying, oh, you have a problem. Too bad. Put a patch on it. That's not what I'm saying. I am just saying that it is normal to have the question of if you care about me, why are you letting me go through this? Or if you can take care of it, because I know you can, because you have power, you're the mighty creator of the universe, then why aren't you taking it away? And... I don't know why he isn't taking it away. And I don't know why he isn't taking mine away. But I'm trying to focus on other things, which we will talk about later. So remember, please, don't just listen to this part and be like, Oh, she's not giving answers. Go to the end. Listen to the verses, too. This is an incomplete part of the problem. I'm just trying to be organize things in a way so that the answer is comes later. Please listen to the end of this. Um... Uh, another thing I had to deal with was disliking asking for help. I don't like asking for help. Um, I like, I don't like to be called high maintenance or problematic or having people having to adapt for me, but it is what it is. I've had to do it and I've had to deal with it and you're probably going to have to come to terms that to be healthy and to be all right, mentally speaking, you're going to have to ask somebody for help at some point. And you might have to organize your help so that you don't overly burden somebody that is helping you out. But you will have to ask for help. And it is okay. Um, I've had thoughts about not being able to handle the symptoms. And just because I'm tired and I can't take another day. I've thought of... Oh, this one's a little bit sad. I, I can tell sometimes when someone can't really connect and understand what i'm what i'm talking about or saying like like they feel bad for me and they know it sounds like it could be awful but it's like it's a negative thing so it's immediately a shut off of oh okay well cool i'm sorry for you but i don't want to listen to anything else uh because this is negative and it 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 makes them my day dark and and I don't think people do that intentionally, most of the part. some people are just selfish, but um I can almost tell with with the facial expressions I can have a and I've had to work on that too because just because you're inferring something, you're making assumptions and making assumptions out of people is a dangerous thing, so don't always trust on in your inferences first and um you know think the best of people but Sometimes it's very obvious that you know they don't want to listen to it or they don't understand it, and that's kind of sad because it it gets to a point where you don't want to tell people at all like what you're going through because you know that they or won't understand or it will just maybe make them sad and you don't want to put them on them, so it gets difficult and if you're dealing with that, I'm sorry because I understand um. Oh, have you had to deal with this? Well, somebody dismissing what you're going through in the sense of maybe not in a bad way. Maybe they're just like, well, well. have you tried, you know, insert inane phrase that won't help anybody? Have you tried not being sad? Yeah, that's an example of it. That doesn't help anybody. Um, But I, I've actually had somebody tell me that I was perhaps being a hypochondriac. And I can't tell you how much that hurt when somebody said that to me. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Um, and if you don't know what that means, it means that it's it's a it's a disorder where you think you're sick all the time, but you don't have anything. Um, and that's really painful to hear that. I'd evaluated myself and tried to figure out whether I was and the conclusion is no um, but hearing that from somebody um, especially when they're close uh, that was really painful um, and I this this was not anybody in my family by the way but it, it it happened to me and it was somebody I looked up to a lot and that was really painful to me I'm fine with it now I understand you know that People see certain things and they'll interpret it the way they will. Um, This is getting too long. So uh, a few other thoughts I've had that maybe you can connect with if you're going through something is... uh, You know, having to confront awful fears and being in a circular problem where you're being catch-22'd, where you're trying to solve it this way because they're telling you this is the way to do it, but you can't help yourself because you can't see. To read the things that will help you answer, like my example is with insurance, and so there were things that I was questioning, um, but to be able to understand and better defend myself, I have to read things that they're sending me, but I can't read and... um. I felt like I was given circular answers that don't really have. Like I can't talk to somebody to just fix the problem. And this circular thing of. You know what I can't. I can't figure this out. I need to have an external person help me. Um, but being in that whirlwind of. It, there seems to be no answer. And I'm wasting my time trying to figure it out. Um, is something I understand. And I'm sorry if you're in that. Uh that's enough about the common issues because now I need to tell you about some of the blessings I've received and some of the things that I have done that have helped me get out of being in myself and my problem. So I had to start asking myself, what can I do as I go through this because it's it I understood after a certain time point that, you know, it's not going to go away quickly like I thought it would be. So how can I how can I um serve because I've kept feeling this sensation, feeling the sensation of this an oxymoron. Um, I, ke- I kept having this burden that I had to serve God in a way. And I thought, how am I supposed to serve if I can't go out in the sunlight and do anything? Um, And God has shown me a few practical ways to do that. Uh, you know, I've been connecting with, for example, my neighbors. And how do I do that? You know, if it's a holiday, like Valentine's Day, I leave candy in their mailbox and I... Leave them a note of encouragement and maybe a Bible verse. And I just put it in their mailbox when I go on my walks at night. Because yes, I have to walk at night to, you know, get some exercise in. Um, so why not do that? That was a practical way in which God showed me I can, you know, be of, of help to somebody else. And that's really important because helping others does something to you if you do it while you're going through something yourself you're able to see need like you had never were able to see it before and 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 when you're focusing on helping other people in the way that you can while you're going through stuff it, it I, I don't even know how to explain it but it's it is a wonderful thing that happens because it gives you a feeling of usefulness uh, I don't know if that's a word but you feel useful and uh, uh, it just you you also identify that <laughs> you really aren't the only person going through stuff. And, and some people are going through way, way worse stuff than you. Um, and they may or may not know the Lord. I, I don't know at this point. Um, but I figured out that some of the people in my street that I've been, you know, trying to befriend and just be neighborly and stuff. Almost every single person is going through some very difficult either long process or they went to a, a shorter period of something that was really really hard and um that that uh, it motivated me but at the same time it 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 gave me a burden for other people and to continue to do the same thing because I'm not the only person hurting here um obviously you want to meditate and study god's word i i would say that I would not have been able to survive and be helpful to anybody right now and not be in a good state if I hadn't been doing that. I would probably taking some pretty heavy uh, you know, mental health things. Uh not that that's bad. If you need to take that, then you need to take it. But I knew that if I hadn't been meditating and grounding myself on something, I would be in a worse state right now if if I hadn't. And so You you can't go through a difficult... I guess you can, but it won't be good for you. But meditating and studying God's word is a must when you go through stuff. Um, See it as an opportunity. Uh, You're probably... Somebody's getting triggered, I know this. Because I would have been at some point. Um... Don't take it the wrong way. What I mean is, if you have to go through this process anyway, why not try to get something out of it? Um, I would hope that if I'm going through this excruciating time in my life that's lasting forever and that I don't like and that I want to be over with, I want to say that I at least grew up and I'm coming out as gold. Because again, I still have to go through it, whether I have a good attitude or not. So... Why not take it as an opportunity to grow up, to see other people, to connect with other people? Because you now understand things you didn't understand before. Um, Another thing you can do is work on surrender and trusting. Um, That comes day by day. I don't think we will ever fully master it. I think we like to talk about surrender like we understand what it means, but we don't. Um, if we understood it, we would be afraid of it at first. And then when we understand the loving care of our savior and we trust him to the point of, well, you know, it might be scary to think of all the alternatives of how God might want to handle my life that might not seem, uh, too agreeable with me or fair, but I trust that that will be good for me in the end. Um, and that might sound bogus because to the human mind it is, but practicing surrender is an everyday thing that I have not mastered, but it is a thing that can help you as you go through this. Sounds easy, but it isn't easy. Take it from me. Um uh, Thanksgiving is a it's a given and Is one we probably don't like hearing depending on what state of mind we are as we go through the problem. I don't mean to push your buttons. I'm just trying to be helpful. And I understand if you have an aversion to listening to this because it doesn't sound right. Why should I be thankful if I'm going through a difficult process? But if you think through it, there are really things that you can be thankful for. A good example I can give you is... My life is very crippled right now. uh, Compared to how it was before. Um... There are things I can't do, but (laughs) I can walk, I can still hear things, I can still see, I'm not blind. Uh, I can experience family because I have family. I don't have to wake up early to go to work. I can rest in my home. I don't have a timeline, so if I don't feel good, I don't have to force myself to do things I don't want I have provision for my food that I want. My husband has a job that has provided for him. He works hard for me. He tries to, uh, you know, be a caregiver to the best extent of his abilities. I mean, I have a lot to be thankful for within this horrible time. I have friends that aren't close to me that have tried to get me help with physicians here. I mean... So many beautiful things and, and things God has done for me that show me that he's here with me. And I can be thankful even though I go through the thing. Um, so try try to do that even if it sounds awful. And like I'm asking you to do something that even sounds improper <laughs> or that I shouldn't ask you to do. Um, it It will be good for you. I just went through this. I'm not just saying it out of whim because I heard it in church and I'm just repeating it. I'm saying it because I experienced it. Just try it. There have been a lot of little blessings along the way and big blessings as I have gone through all this and I have so many that I want to tell you all of them but again, I, I want to really be respectful of the time because I know this is a podcast and you can pause it and continue to listen but... The string of what you have heard might be lost. So I'm going to try to be concise and give you at least two examples of things I felt very, very personalized were God telling me I am here for you and I know you're going through stuff. One was I had a very expensive uh, drug I needed to have available uh, to help control uh, some of the migrant episodes I was having. Um, and my insurance had topped off. They had, you know, uh, included it for me at no cost to me for a while. Um, but it, it had topped off to what they could provide. Um, and I was still needing them. And so I thought, you know, God, I, I have some savings that I can, I can use and I'm just going to, get this manufacturer discount card filled up take it with me and i know that you will use that to either give me a 30 to 50% discount um this drug was going to cost me around close to 2 grand <laughs> if i didn't have any help um so i thought you know maybe i can't do this forever but at least i'll have some provision If I take them, you know, only when extremely necessary, this will last me a while. And, um, I just, uh, it was dark, so I thought, well, I can drive to the pharmacy, because that's the only time I can drive, is if it's dark. And so, at night, I could go to the pharmacy and go get it. And so... As of course, I've I've made a move of faith, and if, as I'm driving to the pharmacy, something happens that doesn't usually happen that almost uh, created a, an anxiety problem for me. There was a train going through, which the train barely ever passes through. I've I've lived here for a few years now, and I have only seen it one other time. But of course, <laughs> I get stuck in between cars. And it's dark at night, yes, but everybody's lights are on on their vehicles. And I was stuck there for like 10 minutes and the lights were starting to affect me. I was getting nervous because I was by myself because I didn't expect to be stuck in between cars with the lights. So I'm wearing my sunglasses at night, still feeling not good, getting panicked. Like, will I be able to drive? Like, I'm starting to feel not so good. Thankfully, the train went away. As I'm still trying to calm myself and soothe myself and declare scripture, I get to the pharmacy and I'm just I'm just not feeling well. So I'm just handing everything off and like here, just apply this discount card and just give it to me, whatever. And when the lady comes back, as I'm over here struggling, she says, "Okay, you're good to go." And I said, "Yeah, how much do I owe you?" And she said, "Nothing." <laughs> I said, "Excuse me." <laughs> You mean to say that I owe $0? She said, yeah, your discount card actually covered everything. We've never seen that happen while we've been here. Very rarely. So, yeah, good for you. And I was like, okay, thank you. I proceeded to park the car at the back of the pharmacy and just laugh and sob for a few minutes. Because I was exercising a faith that I didn't understand. And I started to have attack concerning my panic, my anxiety. I wasn't feeling good. And it was almost like God was saying, I will provide your needs and I know how you are experiencing this every day as you go by it. I, I can't explain what I went through as I received that, those news. Only if you go through it can you understand. It was a big deal. Uh, second example is I need... Some specialty glasses that I needed ordered. I'd looked on a few websites. Mm, Two of them. Mm, Looked like they had really good stuff to offer. But when I started trying to do the order myself. I felt very unsure of what I was doing. And then I just. I don't know. I had the sensation that I should check the ratings for these places. Um, And there weren't good ratings for them. Their customer service wasn't good and just big red flags Um, for something that was so customized that I needed. I was like, I don't want to be dealing with this. And so this last website that I hadn't looked up uh, or I had seen good reviews for, I thought, you know, if this is the right place somebody's going to be able to help me. I'm not going to try to pick these glasses on my own because I don't know what I'm doing. And it is It requires special measurements because they're rounded to the face. They're not perpendicular like regular glasses are. And so the measurements are different. So I just called. And I kid you not. The person that answered the phone when they listened to my request said, Oh, that's interesting. You're the second person calling about needing glasses for photosensitivity. I have that. So I can help you pick the things. Every single question he asked me and how he explained all the different filters worked and the add-ons was specifically tailored for me because he knows what I'm going through. Where does that happen? That doesn't (laughs) happen to anybody. An excellent service. I mean, I'm telling you, this was like, I'm blown away. This person was super helpful. And I I knew that was God saying, I know your needs better than you do. I'm going to help you get what you need. I I, I just can't describe these experiences better to you. I've had a lot of other things, you know, family members doing things for me that I didn't expect. Even kids coming to me when I had to, you know, go into a dark room and be by myself and I was so sad. And they would come and say, hey, hey, we know it's Christmas and we have our own gifts, but we want to see how you're doing. And they would bring me popcorn. I mean, just so many ways in which God has been very personal with me and said, I know that this is a sucky situation. If if you're offended by the word sucky, I'm sorry. Um I don't think it is a bad word, but you know, some people get offended by the stuff. I'm sorry. Um but uh yeah, I have a lot of other examples, but let's move on to something else. The more important part of this podcast, which is what verses in the word of God have helped me uh what stands some of these things? And what are some biblical answers to some of the questions that have come during this trial? Here's a few verses that God has put in front of me that have been helping me throughout different issues that have been really intense during this time of trial for me. The first one is Psalm 34, verse 19. And if you go back to this and want to make note of these entries or mark them or or write that somewhere with a topic, deliverance is the subject I would give to this one. Psalm 34, 19, deliverance. This is what it says. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. I don't think I have to really explain this one too much. It's very clear. Uh, there will be afflictions. And here it's interesting that it specifies the righteous have afflictions. Which may be attributed to persecutions. But I think, like I've said before, you know, we're going to have problems, afflictions, issues, persecution, and a bunch of other things that are guaranteed in life, and that doesn't change whether you have come to Christ or not. What changes is the tools you have to deal with them. And as I have gone through all this, it is great to know and reaffirm myself, regardless of what my circumstances look like, that even though I have afflictions, the Lord has already delivered me out of them. And you say, well, that doesn't make any sense because you're still going through the issue. Yes. That is true. But remember that God exists out of time and space. And so if he has already said he gave me the victory, it may not have manifested yet to me. Um, But at some point it will. And I don't know what that means. And if I try to think about it too much, it's not good. But I understand here and I trust that he has delivered me out of all of my afflictions. The second verse is Psalm 40, verse 2. And this is about your foundations. Psalm 40, sorry, verse 2. It says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. This is a praise from David about his deliverance. And I think the best application in the context for this is, you know, we were lost and... He set us up by giving us a conduit by which to communicate with God and reestablish our relationship. But figuratively and metaphorically speaking to me, I see it as this I'm going through is a pit. And I trust that even though I may still feel like I am in the pit, he has set my feet on the rock. And I have had to stand on the rock, even though he has provided it. And he always provides the rock, but we don't always use to stand on it. Studying the word for me and being purposeful about studying every day allows me to stand on that rock so that I don't sink in that pit. Another verse I can share with you, and this one's really important. Really important. This one is Proverbs 19.21. This has to do with faith. <laughs> Proverbs 19.21 There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. And at first glance, that might not seem like a very deep verse, but let me tell you, devices means reasonings or thoughts. So there are many reasonings, logic, There's a lot of logic that you might be thinking. You would be trying to reasoning things. You might have a lot of thoughts, ideas, ways in which you interpret things. But the counsel of the Lord is what stands, ultimately. And this has been monumental for me, especially because sometimes my circumstances have not looked upwards. And if you rely on your reasonings, you can start to doubt and question things that you have no right to doubt. Because if you have placed your trust in something, it means that regardless of what you're seeing, you're choosing to believe. And so, I have to daily discount my devices, my reasonings, my thoughts, my ideas, my interpretations, and stand on the counsel of the Lord. Another verse that could help you, possibly, like it's helped me, is Proverbs 25, verse 28. This has to do with dealing and controlling the way you express your emotions and fears. Again, Proverbs twenty-five, verse twenty-eight. It says this: He that, ha-, sorry, he that hath no rule over his own spirit, is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Think about what that implies. If you have no control over your own. Body, mind, and what you express in terms of emotions. If you can't dominate your own spirit, your own temper, your own emotions, it means you have no control over yourself. And you are a city that has no function because you're broken down. You don't function properly. And you also don't have walls, which means you are an open target for all kinds of attack. And that is very dangerous and so learning for us to understand our feelings yes understand our emotions and learn how to control our temper as we go through difficult times and learning to subject that to what God tells us to act like It's just not nice and doesn't seem fair at times because I have the right to feel this way because I'm going through something difficult. But in the the long process, you may be hurting people that are trying to help you that have nothing to do with the reason why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And just be careful because we, we can start to lash out on those around us because we're tired of the situation we're in. But we have to remember that that's not anybody else's fault and that... If you're a grown adult and a person that wants to be mature in Christ, you need to have control over your temper, over your emotions. Because if not, you're not functional and you're open for attack. Another good verse is John 12, 24 to 26. I'm moving to it right now. I have it marked all right john twelve twenty four to twenty six verily, verily, I say unto you, except corn of the wheat shall fall into the ground and abide alone, but if it die, it brings much fruit. He that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man serve me, let him follow me where I am. there shall also my servant be, and if any man serve me, him will my father my father honour and uh This verse is really about surrender, which, oh, we sing about it, we talk about it, (laughs) we like saying that word, but surrender is difficult, and I believe it is a day-to-day process, and to be honest with you, I struggle with it to this day, because we have things we want, we want to feel certain ways, we don't like uncomfortable situations we don't like things that don't go answered we don't like when things take forever when if when systems are inefficient we don't like uh not having control or a say over things um and really one of the biggest things in the christian life is learning that what you want is not important what does god want for you And learning to pray according to that. And understanding what that means is a big deal. And I have not uh, been successful completely at that yet. And I don't know that I ever will. But I ask God's help every day. Um, Especially when I'm praying for this. Uh, If you look at a lot of the prayers of Paul. I haven't studied this myself Recently, but I have heard a few speakers talk on it. Paul never asked for any of his things, to, his problems to go away. Except for when he had the thorn in the flesh, he wanted it to go away. However, he ended the prayer always by saying, but, you know, he, he moved on ex- doing what he had to do. Um, For all the churches, I don't believe he ever asked for the problems to go away. However, he did ask for them to go through the things the correct way and through to grow up and to maintain in their faith and uh, yeah it's hard <laughs> because um, you know if you don't you're just sick and tired of this problem being here because you don't like the way you're feeling and having a blanket answer doesn't help you in a practical way but surrender always has to be involved in this and like i said it's a day-to-day thing so i don't want to lie to you and tell you it's always going to be easy and it's always going to be seem fair it won't but i think obedience has to come before understanding so there's that verse there is also luke 7 verses 6 through 7 and this is the story of the centurion and this is the type of faith i would like to display If you want to look at that story, you can study it separately. But this is what it says. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was on his way to his house, or not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou should enter my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. This verse has been really impactful for me, and I want to have the faith this man had and You can study that and see how uh interesting this story is um but I want to have my faith and my position in Christ in such a way that i I don't think I'm worthy. And I understand that I am not worthy to have communication with the Lord, to be in the presence of the Lord, to ask anything of Him. He already gave me the biggest thing He could have given me. Um, We get used to that, of course. And then we think that we have the right to demand things. uh, Because it seems fair, because it shouldn't seem right that I should go through difficult things, that I should hurt. And if you care about me, then why am I going through all these things? However, I think that if... We have the attitude of, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. And I'm not worthy to come to you. That's why when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name because we're not worthy. But he is. And he has made us worthy because we stand in his sacrifice. Um, But then to have the faith to say, you say the word and my servant will be healed. He didn't say how he would be healed. He didn't say when. He just said, if you say the word, I trust that it's going to happen and you know silently there he was saying also submitting to how he was going to do it <laughs> and that's not written there or specified anywhere but uh that's a big part of that message another incredibly important verse for application is John 8:31 and the reason why I encourage you guys in this podcast daily and try to push for you to do your own study it says this John 8 31 then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him if ye continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed I knew Jesus and came to faith to Jesus a long time ago but I didn't really become a disciple Until I started to seek him and study his word. And a key word I want to highlight here is continue. Because some days it might feel old. Some days you might not want to do it. Some days, uh, I don't know, it could seem boring. Uh, You might... Have to give up a few other things so that you have time to do this. And the other thing might seem more interesting. And I'm not saying that you don't always have to change your routine and do something different. Um, Or rather, I'm not saying that you can't do that every once in a while. Uh, However, I do think from my experience, and I can't transfer this to you. This has to be something that you come to the realization and feel this personally, as I have I have learned through this experience that I have to continue in the word because if not I I the amount of things that I feel and that I go through and the fears I battle and the anxieties I go through and just the uh the sense of um desperation sometimes and sadness or even anger all of that if I I had not been continuing in the word would have decimated me and I would be battling intense depression and probably having to take things I don't want to take to deal with these things now there are instances I'm not saying that if you have to medically take something I'm not saying don't what I am saying that I understand that if I had not continued I had not continued in the word I would be in a very different position right now (laughs) unable to help anybody or myself And I would be going through the problem and not growing through it, but just suffering. So continuing in the word is very important. Another uh, verse I wanted to share with you guys, and this one's a big one um, when it comes to severe trials in your life. It is Romans 8, verse 26. And uh, if you're going to read all that, read the... (laughs) Read uh, the few verses before and after because it's very powerful. But this verse, verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know what what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In Spanish, to me, it's a little bit more powerful. um, and, and, But the meaning is the same. um. And think of how wonderful this is. You can just gloss over that and not understand how powerful this is. The Holy Spirit, which is part of God, because God is three persons in one, the Holy Spirit himself helps our infirmities so that when we don't know what we need to pray, he intercedes for us with groanings which can't be uttered. I take that to mean... In application, I have had days where I don't even know what to pray. And all I can do is sob or just stare into space trying to meditate on something and not know how to pray for myself or for somebody else. And the beautiful thing of this passage is, God himself, the creator of the universe, provides a method for which we can pray according to his will and his own part of his being will intercede for us. Because we don't have the words to pray for ourselves. I have relied on that verse more times than I could probably tell you. (laughs) Because I have been many times where I have known that what I am thinking and feeling in my heart is not correct. But I don't know how to express it and how to ask for help. And if you feel like that, this is a verse you can rely on. The last references I'm going to share with you... Um, I mean, I have more, but it's not practical to share them all. So this one, I say for the last because it's the one that's been the most important for me as I go through all this. And it's the account of Luke 8, verses 22 to 25. And then we're going to look at Matthew 4 because the theme is the same for me. Luke eight twenty-two is where... Jesus calms the waters as they're trying to cross the Sea of Galilee and there's a storm. There's a podcast on this. I have already done. Uh, if you haven't heard it, I believe it's episode two. But I'm not going to read it because I already did it in that episode. But basically, when the storm is coming, the boat's filling with water. They're about to sink. Jesus is sleeping, having his nap. And the disciples come to Jesus, not asking him to stop the storm, what they say is, Master, Master, we perish. Or, there's th- my favorite one, which is the one I identify the most is, uh Master, carest thou not that we perish. We're going to pause there, and we're going to go to Matthew. Or, I'm going to go to Matthew. If you have the, your Bible and you want to look, then go ahead and do it. But, um, if not, hold on, I'm finding it. <laughs> uh It is Matthew four, and I am going to uh, focus. I can't talk. Focus on verse three, and this is when Jesus is being tempted. So he's he's been led by the Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and he has fasted for forty days and nights, and he was hungry, and this is what happens. Verse 3 says, And when the tempter, which is Satan, came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. I was listening to a lady. Her name is Jackie Hill Perry. And uh, she made a connection to this that I had not thought about. Uh, I had thought of the ifs that are so dangerous in our our lives. uh, When it comes to... um, questioning what God might be doing, but I never thought of this. In this particular instance, Jesus is hungry. And what it, what this question is implying, if you are the son of God, isn't just an attack on Jesus's identity identity and his power. It's also a question about God's care. And that was deep for me, because uh, it's basically saying, if you are the son of God, why are you hungry? Why hasn't God provided for you? And that application is so powerful. It's the same as what when, when the disciples came and, and yelled at Jesus for being asleep in the storm. Because they were about to sink. And they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Oh, how, how crafty Satan is. One of the biggest ways in which he can introduce doubt in our life and create chaos internally with our feelings and our, our foundation and what we, we think we know about God is attacking our idea that God doesn't care about us. And he did that to Jesus himself. How powerful is that? If you are the son of God, why are you hungry? Oh, I've had to lean on, into this this whole time, and I still have to do it because ah, uh, it feels like every other day i i I encounter this this attack that I know isn't right, and I have to you know subject and pray about it this idea that if I am your daughter, don't you care that I'm going through this, and if you can take this away, why haven't you done it yet? And all of these deliberations and thoughts and reasonings I remember we talked about proverbs nineteen twenty one our reasonings can't go above what God tells us, but it's natural and you know I'm not going to pretend that we're not going to have these thoughts, but when we have them, we have to be careful how we think about God's care for us because our circumstances might not look like He does or like he's not listening or like he he really does not care because if he cared, I wouldn't suffer. And that's not written in the Bible anywhere. <laughs> in fact, it's quite the opposite. We are going to suffer, whether it's persecution, whether it's situations in your life, whether it's things you have to battle within yourself because you have to deny what you want to perfect yourself to the vision of Christ. It's not what well, we get this idea that we have to. it has to feel good for it to be of God. And that is not biblical. And so I this has been so hard for me and in, in occasions, because practically speaking, I don't want to suffer. Nobody wants to suffer. And I, I have to be careful that this frustration that I have as I go through this, and I have to be patient and wait for God to work or finish his work, because I believe he is working. Um, but the idea that God doesn't care for me, that is so dangerous and if you are dealing with and struggling with this right now I don't want to belittle you it doesn't mean that maybe your maturity level in Christ isn't where it needs to be but I don't think it is for any of us (laughs) and I don't want to fool you like this is normal um it's I think it's human to feel like that because it doesn't make sense because the bible is not supposed to make sense in the human understanding it doesn't make sense that's why we require faith. And so whatever you're going through, what I will implore you to do, as I have been attempting to do, failing many days, is to never doubt that God cares for you. It's written everywhere in the Bible. (laughs) If he cares for the sparrows, if he clothes the lilies, if he cares for the foxes that have their own nests, how much more does he care for you? He does care. He did one of the most ultimate things he could do. Send his son, part of himself, to die for you so that you could have a substitute and remain in relationship with him. But apart from that, there are other ways in which he shows his care. Um, And I I can't pretend to understand how God operates. Some of the things don't seem fair. They don't seem right. But it doesn't matter what it seems like to us. We have to believe he cares for us. That he loves us. That he's providing a way out. And he has given us a victory out of this problem. And you just have to rest in him. That's what I am trying to do. And I will encourage you to do so without pretending like it's easy. Because it's not. But yeah, just take the ride with me. and, And let it go. And continue to believe and be grounded in the fact that he cares for you. And that these circumstances are here, and we don't like them, but they won't always be here. So be encouraged today. Our time has come to an end now. I think I've said all the things that I need to say. Thank you for hanging on in there, and for being patient. And uh, I know this was a little bit longer of an episode. It was actually an hour and something long, I believe but there were a lot of things I needed to say and um, a lot of things I had to expound on to better connect with all of you and express myself in a way that made sense. Um, and I I trust that God is going to use all of that in a way that's very personal to you and that uh, you know you're encouraged by the fact that not only I... I'm going through something difficult. And not only you are. (laughs) There are a lot of other people that are going through things we can't even fathom. And they may or may not know the Lord. So if you do, um, we have a lot of tools that you can use. Um, They might, might not be the most comfortable things. and They might not seem fair at a human glance. Um... But they are the best thing that you can do. Uh, You have to be purposeful at it, and you have to do it every day. And not every day is going to be a good day. But, um, you can have victory, and you can use this as an opportunity. Because you have to go through it anyway, so why not make something out of it? Uh, that's what I, I want to motivate you in that way. Um, I have grown up in ways that I can't describe to you, and, um... I hope that you were able to connect through some of the examples that I provided and that the Lord had spoken to you in a very special way. Um, This won't last forever, friend. And you have untapped power and resources in the word of God. And um, yeah, rely on those things and trust them even when they don't make sense. Uh, That's what faith is. Faith is... So I'm glad you were here with me. Thank you for spending time with me. Uh, I'm excited for next week. Uh, We'll be back to a normal length of episode, so don't worry. 30 minutes, weekly episode, and we will talk about more things I'm learning in the Word of God. Thanks for being here. See you later.